Sweep, 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 sweep. Very streaky Guardians team. Three big wins after what had been a very dark time for the fan base after a seven-game losing streak. We're going to get into this weekend series on today's episode of Locked On Guardian. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, should we start with the good or the bad? Let's start with the Friday game. You know, this was, I was watching this when I joined in late. I got to see the excitement, uh, luckily for me. Missed a lot of the consternation. Uh, Aaron Savali isn't right right now. And that much is clear in ERA over 10. He goes four innings in this one. Six earned runs, three strikeouts, one walk, seven hits. There is a reason for concern. I don't know what you do. I mean, obviously, you give him some more opportunities. It's earlier in the year. The same reason I say you give Fran Mo Reyes more opportunities, even though he had another golden sobrero in this one. Uh, he would come up with a big hit on Sunday, though. So I know he would, like, strike out and hit in a double play, sandwiching it. But, hey, uh, we'll take positive signs of growth where you can see it. This first game on Friday, you know, they were down. They were losing, you know, 8-5 to five in the 7th. And, you know, what uh, a comeback. What uh, just an overall game. You know, Andres Jimenez with a home run. Naylor with a big home run in the seventh. Jimenez also had a double. We've been so focused on, like, what Quan and Miller have done because they've been spectacular. Or Jose Ramirez because he's always spectacular. Miles Straw because he's been really stirring the drink at the top of the lineup. But it's, you know, don't look now. Shroom. I'm just going to take a second. Has he convinced you at all? Uh, I appreciate all of your comments on the YouTube. Uh, I forgot to do... I was so excited about how fun this has been uh, that I completely forgot to say uh, thank you for listening to Lockdown Guardians, your first listen today and every day, wherever it is you get podcasts. And also, to remind everyone, I am Jeff Ellis. This is episode 701. Uh, Episode 700 had some streaming issues. Uh, Hopefully, people enjoyed it. Anyways, I'm trying to do new things. I've been the host for all 701 episodes of Lockdown Guardians. Before that, I was a lead draft and prospect analyst for Scout and 24-7. Uh, getting back into this game, and again, I mean, Jimenez went three for four with a home run and a double. I mean, he he really liked this Oakland pitching staff, let's put it that way, but he has been playing very well. He played well in the Angels series. Uh, you look at this game. So who reached base twice? Well, almost everyone. Uh, it's more like who didn't reach base twice in this one. Austin Hedges uh, and Ernie Clement. I believe that's it. I think everyone else either threw hits and or walks. Uh, oh, and I'm sorry, Fran Mel Reyes did not. Uh, those are your Clement. Oh, uh, yeah, and Richie uh, Palacios. No, Richie Palacios did because he had two walks. Uh, so, yeah, it was just Hedges, Clement, and, and Fran Mel. Uh, everyone else, like I said, we it was an extra base hit galore. Uh, Savali was not good. The the players who have struggled continued to struggle. Hedges, Reyes. Uh, I hate to phrase it this way, but is the best thing what's happening to this team right now in terms of player opportunities and development, the fact that, like, Ahmed Rosario is getting a chance to rest? I'm not saying it's great that he's hurt, but I'm saying maybe he's been performing so poorly because he's had a wrist injury. Like, let the guy just sit and... 
you know, I'll, I'll, I talk about it on the lockdown now, but the lineup on Sunday was fun. That was a fun lineup. Uh, if you disagree with me, let me know over at my Twitter at Jeff MLB Draft, and I'm sorry, but you're wrong. <laughs> that was a fun lineup. That was the perfect lineup for this team. I loved it to death. But getting back into this game, I mean, the table setters did their job. Everyone, we, you know, there are three hitters that struggled. Pitching staff, you know, Anil De Los Santos, he, he got unlucky. He wasn't necessarily even bad in that inning. Uh, Class A, I know some people aren't the biggest fans, but he did his job. And man, Trevor uh, Steven, whew, he is he's a different pitcher this year. We've talked about it before. The Guardians have been utterly atrocious at the Rule 5 draft. They have lost so many players to it. Very good players, and the highest war for any player they have ever selected out of that draft is a 2.5. While he may not be up to a 2.5 yet, he's gonna get there. Uh, he is right. He's the the number two reliever in that bullpen right now. He is morphed into what Karen Chalk was supposed to be. Uh, he has been unbelievable, and he just continues. He's been worth 0.5 war this year alone. Uh, and I believe that is probably not updated for today. Uh, not that a relief appearance would get him a big jump, but still, uh, he has been really, really good. And you look at it, it's just he's not walked anybody. He's never been a high walk. Oh, 4.4 a year ago, still not very high. He missed bats. And talking about that splitter that he worked with, I love the fact that here's a kid who just, you know, he had to make the Guardians roster a year ago. That's how a Rule 5 pick works. And apparently it just seems like he just went up to the two oldest guys in the bullpen and just soaked knowledge off of them. If you're listening to the broadcast on Sunday, they discussed the fact that like Parker and Shaw just worked with him to refine uh, his, the pitch. And it's, it has been, for Trevor Steffen, a real weapon. I, I know I've said his name like three different ways because we've talked about this before. Okay, so if you're a first-time listener to the show, with my dyslexic mind, I will say names wrong. Uh, because eventually I'll get into my mind that I'm saying it wrong, and then I'll switch to something else. So I was looking at it here. I'm like, no, when I've been saying Stefan, that is correct, not Stephen. It's Stefan. Uh, I've had, I don't think this is too behind baseball, and I feel even worse about that because when he was drafted, I made a really big deal about it. So I actually heard from a family member. I'm not going to say beyond that, of Trevor's, got some information um, you know, they had very good things to say about the Yankees and the Guardians. I expressed to them that I knew I had been told that the Guardians were highly intrigued by him. I thought they were going to take him in the second round that year. They uh, they took Freeman and, Quint- no, no, Freeman. Freeman and Quinton Holmes instead. But, uh, hey, it worked out in the end. They got him, and boy, has he been good. I, he picks up the win on Friday. I, we talk about I've had major concerns with this bullpen, and, you know, I think we all have, but... Henches has been fantastic. He had a one and one third innings, two strikeouts. Uh, Stefan has been fantastic. I mean, two innings, two strikeouts, no one reach base. Classe one inning like that. Those have been those have been your most reliable three pen arms. And if those three are performing, like I'm not worried about the bullpen. And you're like, what? You said all season it's the under the radar issue. Because I didn't think, you know, I thought Stefan would be good. I didn't think he was going to become elite, which he's looking like right now. I had no plans or hope for Henches, and he has been awesome. You put those two in there, if Karen Chalk can come back and be league average, great. Anthony Ghost struggled on Sunday, but 
Uh, he's still another interesting lefty. Miklo Jack is just sitting there, ready to be added. Cody Morris can't stay healthy. And you know, I've talked about, like, if, if I knew he was a starter, he'd be a top 10 prospect. I, I don't know if that can be the case. Like, health has dogged him dating back to college. But you put him in the bullpen? I mean, <laughs> smile, right? Like, Morris, Stefan, Class A, good night. Like, that is just, that is brutal. And I'm like Nick Sandlin. I'm completely forgetting about Nick Sandlin. Like, I was talking about this is such a big issue. Uh, Vargas with his, like, I can't help but laugh. Like, I thought that the bullpen was the underrated thing, uh, forgetting what this team does in terms of development. And now it's like, oh, yeah, so they're going to throw Class A stuff in at you. They're going to throw Henches and what he has looked like in the early going. They're going to throw Nick Sandlin, who is, you know, he's had a few struggles, but is still a really good reliever. James Karinchok, or nope, I always say the wrong name. Karinchok is in the background. Uh, we'll see if he can get it back together or if he was all sticky stuff. And then again, Cody Morris, Miklo Jack in the minors, Carlos Vargas. This bullpen could end up being, and in there, and I forgot Anthony Ghost, whose stuff is still filthy, even though, like, he is limited. Like, this bullpen could be fun. Like, fun to watch bullpen like you don't want to turn the dial because the guys who come in are that good uh now i'm like no they don't need to trade for a reliever now they might have the depth to go out and use it like you know we've talked about before now i mean uh los angeles had shatani or shatani had otani uh he's got a groin injury he's going on the dl so all of a sudden with the dh spot opening up i'm sure taylor blake Taylor Blake Ward is my friend. Taylor Ward is the outfielder. Taylor Ward will probably move to DH for them, and Joe Adele will play every day. But if he wasn't, it's like, do you consider something like, you know, Arias and Henches, and then like Jose Fermin, who I talked about on the show? And then the funny thing, if you listen to episode 700, is we talk, I talked about Jose Fermin and how like he's going to be a major leaguer for someone. It's unfortunately not going to be the Guardians because of just the depth and system, but I wish him well, and I fully believe he's a future major league player. Uh, that came up like Friday on Twitter. Like, we had a whole discussion on the Twitters about that. But you look at this team, all of a sudden it's like, and it's early. Henches can turn into a pumpkin. Stefan can turn into a pumpkin. You know, at this time a year ago, uh, Brian Shaw looked unbelievable. And, but Shaw's been useful this year. And uh, I still think they overpaid him, but he's still, he's, he is what he is. Now, they're not leaning on him as much as I thought they would because, I mean, today when they got into a jam, who do they go to? They go to Stefan. When they had an early jam, who'd they go to? They went to Henches. It is a fun bullpen, and it's only going to get more fun. And I haven't even finished game one. We're going to continue talking about the first game here. We haven't given our three stars. We haven't done our box score rundown. My pen is apparently leaking all over my hand. There's some bonus content for you uh, locked-on Guardians YouTube watchers. I'm also wearing my Guardians gear. The day they signed Jose, I went and bought uh, a bunch of gear. Uh, not just for me, but I bought one for the uh, my son and my daughter. Uh, we are all going to be wearing Guardians gear. I was so excited about that. And there's the the handy, you know, the the pennant in the background that I also picked up when I was doing that order because I was like, hey, let's decorate, you know, next to like my Black Cauldron Funko Pops. I don't do a ton of Funko Pops, but uh, I'm you know always been a fantasy nerd, nerd, and that's where I started. So next to all the board games as well. It's a very nerd out situation. But we'll come back and talk more about uh, the Guardians and a really fun weekend of games. But first, we're going to take a break and talk about some of our sponsors. So today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. <sighs> I make that sound because I all told you to go, you know, Stephen Kwan, Rookie of the Year, and 
you know, I don't know what the handicapped odds are right now, or even if you could put one on, but it was plus 5,000 odds. You know, I recently went and calculated and looked at it. Uh, if I had put like the 20 bucks I was going to put on there, that would have made me what? You know, I, I think if I did my math right and I understand things, $1,000. No, maybe that's wrong. Maybe it would have only made me like $500 still. Uh, when I give you those good ones, go to betonline.net, your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. I've given you three gold wins, and then I didn't trust myself enough to do it myself. You need to go to BetOnline and take advantage of my knowledge. Find all the latest sports, your latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we have some roster moves to talk about. I'm in the middle of recording when those got announced. That's always fun. I also want to do some uh, some teases. Ready? Uh, Hunter Gaddis is going to be on Wednesday's show. I actually talked with him today. I'm going to save it for Wednesday, though. Uh, potential starter. But the nice thing with Hunter Gaddis, I, you know, you always want to say starter. Like, he's one of those pitchers. First off, he's, like, maybe the largest human in Akron. Let's just put that there. Basketball player. Uh, in high school, almost went to college as a basketball player, we find out on this show. I didn't realize that, so that was a great piece of info. But basketball, baseball player, six foot six, two sixty. We also get that on the show. Maybe my favorite secondary offering in the in Guardian's entire minor league system. Uh, the his changeup, I get him to talk about it. It's you gotta see it. It just you gotta see it. But the thing is with his changeup and fastball, like he's built like a starter, but the worst case scenario for him, I honestly feel like is that I mean it's 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 him or Eli Morgan for the best change in system. Like that's that's your list. There's that's that's it. So get to know Hunter Gaddis. It's a great interview. He's a great person to talk to because like he's gonna pitch for this team. Maybe not this year, but he's gonna pitch for the Guardians either as a starter or a reliever. Uh, he misses an obscene amount of bats. He limits his walks. He fits the Guardians' statistical profile to a T. Like I said, starter, reliever, we'll see. What I can tell you is he's going to pitch for this organization at some point. So you definitely want to listen to that. Uh, I also, of course, asked him that, I mean, the AA staff in Akron, let's just take a moment before I get back in the game or these roster moves. Espino, Allen, Gaddis, Burns, Cantillo, and uh, Xavion Curry. That, I mean, there are organizations that don't have six pitchers that good in their entire system, let alone just at Akron. I guarantee you, there are organizations that don't have six pitchers that good in their entire organization. And that's just AA Akron. That is a, if you can go to that team, I recommend going to Akron. That is, you're never going to see a bad starter. I mean, what? It, that's absolutely obscene. Uh, and then the thing is... You know, we talk about adding guys to the, the Rule 5. Gaddis and Curry both need to be added at the end of the season. And, you know, we can go up further. I just talked about Will Brennan, who's having the great year he has, that Rule 5 this year. Bo Naylor, Rule 5 this year. Nick Mikulojak, the top reliever in system, Rule 5 this year. So for as crazy as the roster crunch has been, 
know, Quintillo, if he has a great year, Rule 5 this year. Like, they have so many more players. It, it doesn't stop. I could keep going. Like, they are so loaded. Angel Martinez, Rule 5 this year. Gabriel Rodriguez, who was a huge bonus player for them, Rule 5 this year. They have a lot of hard decisions to make, but you know, Lenny Torres, they're not going to let him slip away. That also means Ethan Hankins. Uh, my co-host has thoughts. The pipeline never ends. I got into some trouble on Friday because I was like, we need to appreciate just how good the Guardians uh, staff was. And you had Kluber and Carrasco and Bieber and Clevenger and even Bauer. If we're just focused on baseball, let's not go anything other than that for now because none of that, well, some of that might have been when he's here. We'll find out as more stuff occurs. Because I want to say this, like, it's not that I don't believe in these pitchers in AA. I think they are loaded. I think they're loaded with pitching. But to have, what, five of the top 15 starters in the American League, five of the top 12, I think, at one point in time, that is hard to do. They had the 90s offense equivalent of a pitching staff. It is just the general rarity of finding that is hard to do. So I don't, if you saw the tweets, I didn't mean it as some kind of knock on the prospects. I just meant it's hard to have that good. It's hard for everything to break where you have five pitchers who uh, are going to be all-star potential every single year. Let's get back to the game. We'll talk in segment three about the roster moves. Do a little bit of a tease so you stick around. Um, I'm punchy today. I just, like I said, this is my second podcast of the day. I'm, I'm a bit punchy. Going back to the game. Let's let's get into our three stars. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give one to Trevor Steffen. Two innings pitch, two strikeouts, picking up the win. Second win of the year. He was just utterly dynamic. I'm giving one to Jimenez, who had three hits, a double and a home run. Uh, and then I'm giving it to Jose Ramirez, who had a home run, another hit, and two doubles. This is one of those games, so that means I have to leave off Naylor, who had the big home run. Uh, it had two hits. I have to leave off Straw, who had a three-hit game. This was, you know, this was a fun one. They fought and fought, and they came back and won it. Uh, let's add up the box scores, as I do. So 11 hits for the Guardians, five walks. Uh, that gives 16 opportunities. The other side, they had 10 hits. One walk, but two hit batters, they had 13 opportunities. On 16 opportunities, nine runs is really high, and eight runs on 13 opportunities. Both teams uh, really had a high outcome. This was one where both teams kind of got a little lucky, a little unlucky for the starters. I didn't think they'd win on Friday. I didn't have high expectations for Savali. Montas has been nails. I'll take it. What a strong performance. But that's just the beginning, right? So Saturday's game. I mean, this was a, a ninth-inning pinch-hit win uh, against Oakland's closer with Lou Trevino out. I, I tuned in uh, for this one late. Sunday's the only game I watched all of it in its entirety from front from front to end. Uh, that's not what I was going for, but you know what I mean. This was a game that uh, was 1-1 to entering the ninth, and then it, on top of you know the great hit by uh, Richie Palacios, who, of course, has to make your one of your players of the game. We had Stephen Kwan return, and all he does is get two hits in this one. Uh, Andres Jimenez has one hit, but he also has maybe the defensive play of the weekend. As I was watching it happen, uh, I just thought, like, yeah, if Rosario's in, that that's a hit. Like, there is a runner on in the ninth. Uh, this is not, this gets a lot more difficult for the Guardians. But luckily, you had the right guy in, and, uh, he made a spinning throw that was just utterly spectacular. Shane Bieber 
had maybe his best start of the year, seven innings, uh, one walk, seven hits, just one earned run, of course, on a home run, seven strikeouts. Uh, Sandlin had a perfect inning. Class A had a runner reach, but got his fourth save uh, and his, what, second save in as many nights. Uh, so who reached base twice in this one? Well, Miles Straw had a hit and a walk, two hits for Quan. Uh, Owen Miller had a hit and a walk. Oscar Mercado had a hit and a walk. And that's it. That's your list. Jose Ramirez was kept off the base pads in this one uh, through the course of the whole game. Let's do our, you know, the box score bingo, as it were. For the Guardians, they had nine hits and three walks and an error. So that gives, what, 13 opportunities. To get three runs on 13 opportunities is a little low, right? Because you kind of expect... It's it's mostly in line because it's like I expect three runs on twelve opportunities, thirteen. Eh, you know, it's it's in line. Now the other side, Oakland. Part of this problem with this Oakland team is they just don't walk. One walk Friday, one walk Saturday, uh, seven strikeouts. But by having the one raw, one walk, the error, and the eight hits, one run on ten opportunities is very low. That is, you know, you're expecting closer to like two and a half runs. I know there's no half runs, but you know what I mean. So to get just the one, they couldn't couldn't get anything to come together for them. Uh, your three stars in this one has to be Bieber for the seven innings of one-run baseball. Him, I'm going to give one to Jimenez for having a big hit and also having uh, a big defensive play. And then I'm going to give it to... Sorry, Jimenez, I'm actually going to take it away from you. I'm going to give it to Quan for coming back and having two hits and just being everything that the Guardians needed in the two spot. And you got to give it to Richie uh, Palacios, who, you know, he comes in as a pinch hitter for Hedges and hits that big double and gets the runs across, comes in in a tight situation and performs. Uh, it was great to see. This was another fun game, fun performance for your Cleveland Guardians. We're going to take a break, come back, and talk about the third game and talk about the roster moves. Uh, we'll explain why, what's going on, everything else. All in a moment on Lockdown Guardians. Let's talk about our great friends over at BuiltBar.com. You've heard me talk about Built Bar from now until the end of time, it feels like. And I, I don't say it as a negative. I say, I mean, I love this product. I legitimately love Built Bar. I'm not a big fan of protein bars. I was at my mother's house um, back in January, and I was cleaning out the bed and found some uh, some quests under there that I just couldn't bring myself to eat. They, they were just so chewy. That's not Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is tasty. It's delicious. I've been eating them for three years, and I never grow tired. Go to BiltBar.com today. Use the promo code LOCK15 to save 15%. Try it for yourself. I am. I keep hoping they'll send me the granola ones, but the problem's going to be if they don't send them to me, I'm just going to have to break down and buy them. They've already sold out of one of them. I'm very intrigued. I'm very excited. I love Bilt Bar. I love everything about Bilt Bar. It is my favorite protein bar. Uh, it's not even close. It is delicious. It is tasty. If you're going to buy the best protein bar on the market, why wouldn't you want to save 15% by using the promo code Locked On? That is promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com. You'll thank me later. So I got to watch all of Sunday's game. Now, I watched it all on my phone as it was like at a high angle. Uh, as I was, uh, my wife had to do some some work. She's a college professor, and I was, you know, dad all day. Now I know most if there's people out there being like, yeah, I do that all the time. I know. I'm not like saying it was rough or hard or anything. I had a baseball game going in the background at a high angle so the kids wouldn't be staring at a screen the whole time. 
But it does mean, you know, maybe we didn't catch every moment of this one, which is the same because Tristan McKenzie had his best start of the year by four, four, by four, by far, four hits were given up, uh, no earned runs, one walk. And that's the thing, that one walk, you see it again, like he is at his best when he is that guy who does not hurt himself. That in seven strikeouts, it's coming. This is why, to me, I think Quantrell's ceiling is a three. Some people disagree with me. I think McKenzie is the only one who has like front of the line potential. I've been, you know, I haven't always been his biggest fan, but I think he's the only one that I feel like is a potential number one. If everything comes together, he's the one who is the dynet, dynet now, you, you know, dynamic. He's the only one who's dynamic enough, not dynacist. I don't know. You know, you get what I'm going for. He's the only one who can do that. Uh, Eli Morgan had a great coming out of the pen. Like, he's another weapon in that bullpen I didn't even talk about right now because he's more of a swing starter, but. Dude misses bats and doesn't hurt himself. Yeah, he's going to give up home runs, but he does everything else well. Shaw comes in and does what they need to. He's kind of that uh, mid-inning guy. Uh, Go struggled, but then, I mean, Trevor Steffen comes in. Three runs have been given up. There's only one out. There's base runners on and just strikes out the next two batters to end the inning. I mean, he was nails. I was waxing poetically already about him once in this game, but boy, he has been good. Uh, who reached base multiple times in this one? It's another game where you're like, okay, who didn't? So Stephen Kwan didn't. He just had the one hit uh, as you go down the line. Owen Miller had one walk. He didn't have a hit. He was one of, he might have been the only player without a hit in this one amongst the starters. Uh, Naylor reached base twice. Straw reached base twice. Jose Ramirez reached base twice. Franmo only reached once, but he did have a hit. Uh, Jimenez had two hits, and then uh, uh, Luke Molly had a hit and a walk, and Richie Palacios just had the one hit in this one as well. I loved this lineup today. I loved everything about this. Um, or I think I said Molly instead of Maley. But uh, you know, you got to get Franmo reps so he can figure it out. And he had, I mean, he had a great swing when he knocked in those two runs. Straw to Quan to Jose Ramirez to Owen Miller to Josh Naylor to Reyes to Jimenez. Maley, Palacios, yeah, sign me up every day. You know, Maley hedges whatever a catcher. It's gonna, we're not gonna see a ton of production there, though. I know Maley currently has a 9.46 OPS. That's not gonna stick, obviously. But the rest of this, yeah, a hundred percent. We'll see probably a lot of Naylor at first base right now because the Guardians, uh, you know, it's it's into May. They now have to cut down from 28 to 26. They got the extension for an extra month, but that means they had to remove two players, and Bobby Bradley and Logan Allen don't have options, so they're gone. That to cut down those, are the, Bobby Bradley hasn't been playing. Logan Allen's been ineffective. I mean, I called Logan Allen a can't miss pitcher, and you kind of learn there's no such thing. And I would be very curious to see like spin data on him now. I'm sure I could probably go dig it out. I don't know if there's been enough to have it. But I feel like that's probably what happens. I don't think that fastball fools anyone. That He was another guy I want to say was the changeup was his primary pitch. That was his weapon. He was a top 100 prospect the year before they acquired him. He was the number two piece, one could argue, in the Trevor Bauer deal. You know, it, it all comes down to, oh, I'm having a complete blank out. You know, they got Fran Mill, and then they got um, the outfielder who hasn't played baseball since came from the Dodgers, who I'm just having a, and those people screaming at me. Hit me up on my Twitter at JeffMOVDraft to remind me of the player I cannot think of to save my soul. Uh, but yeah, Victor Nova was in that one. But Logan Allen was like, this team had not had a starting left-handed pitcher since Scott Casimir. 
Uh, they still really haven't. They're looking for one. That's just they've been. It's been a struggle point. And I thought for sure it'd be Logan Allen. I was like, this is fine. They can almost slot him in for Trevor Bauer and just they'll replace him. Uh, he won't be as good, don't get me wrong, but he can be a solid back-end lefty for, for a decade, and it hasn't been that. I learned a lot with that. Uh, but Bobby Bradley, he had a pretty awful spring, and then he got some opportunities in the early going, and then other guys just passed him by, and when you can only play first base and you have a limited profile, it's going to be hard to, to get reps. It's going to be hard if you are not playing well, especially when, like last year, he came out of House of Fire and then cooled. I. Uh, it is a little bit cruddy that he got less opportunities than Bowers, but the thing I'll say about Bowers is Bowers had a little more positional flexibility, uh, and he had better contact rates, which we know matter to the Guardians' front office. These were the obvious players, right? These are the players that made the most sense to move on from right now. You know, uh, Yu Chen is going to have to get activated soon. We'll see who they send down because they're going to have to send someone down because he doesn't have options anymore. We'll see who is the guy who ends up going down and betting it will probably be Palacios. Though, again, I love seeing him play in the role that he was currently playing in. Uh, and then Logan Allen, it's just, I mean, he was the worst pitcher on this team. I don't think that's really debatable. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if either player ends up getting claimed or trade. Like, I bet someone trades for Logan Allen because lefties always have value. There's always someone who remembers when he was a top prospect and think, you know, we just he's got the change. It's just a simple matter from there. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Allen traded. Uh, for something minimal, much like Bowers was. Bobby Bradley, I expect, I, I think he clears. I think he ends up in AAA. I, I honestly think that's what's going to happen. I don't see anyone really rushing to claim him right now. The, the first base depth across the league is very high. Even with teams needing DHs, I don't think he has done anything to really show that he's for sure a major league bat. Uh, I am... This These were the right moves. Now... You're like, oh, wow, they've got 40-man space. No, no because <laughs> Yu Chen Chang and Anthony Castro uh, will come back onto the, the roster, and that's what these two moves also do. Because remember, they technically had 40-man space, then they went and uh, added back Luis Oviedo when the Pirates waived him. So they're full again. Uh, we'll see what they can do with Oviedo. We'll see what they can figure out. We already talked about just the crazy depth of prospects. Uh, pitching-wise and just Rule 5-wise that are on their way up. So Oviedo, they must really like just to take that gamble. I assume he'll pitch in AAA at some point. Uh, Castro and Chang, I believe, are both activated to AAA. So, you know, that's those two were activated from the COVID list. Two went out uh, because, the you know, the yes, you do not have to technically add a player to the 40-man when a player is added due to COVID. But the players they added who were not added to the 40-man uh, were Anil De Los Santos, they were Kurt McCarty and Tanner Tully. McCarty and Tully were already sent down, and it looks like Anil will get uh, get a 40-man spot. So by cutting these two, it's essentially how they added Anil De Los Santos and Luis Oviedo. So yeah, the Guardians are they made the smart Yasiel Puig. There we go. That was the guy. Oh man, Scott Moss in that deal too. I've completely blanked on Moss just because he couldn't when they had, when he had a chance to pitch, he was of course the time he was unhealthy. Um, I really like S- Scott Moss in that deal as well, just because of how bad. Uh, man, he's he. I somehow missed Scott Moss. No, that was that was last year. Scott Moss isn't pitching anywhere right now. Um, I thought Philly had claimed him. Oh, he's on the seven day IL. Yeah, he's still a Philly. Uh, my co-host has more to say. 
you want to talk about Scott Moss. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it was a fun weekend. It was a really fun time to watch the Guardians. And like I said, it's fun to look at this team and be like, it's, it's all youth. It's all upside. I stand by my other statement from Friday. This team's going to win 80-some games. I don't know. Uh, I don't necessarily see playoffs, but... Yeah, I think 80 games is winnable. You know, Savali will, I'm a little concerned, but he's always been more of a back-end starter. He'll, it'll get sorted. Fran Mill's too good of a hitter. He'll get it together. Hopefully with Ahmed, it's just that he needed to rest that wrist. And he'll come back and play well, and then all of a sudden maybe he's a tradable asset again. Because, you know, up the middle right now, Jimenez should be at shortstop every day, full stop. This one is there anyone out there who disagrees with me? This one weekend, this one weekend showed the difference between those two. And I feel like the difference defensively between those two players is worth probably two to three wins. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. One is a plus defender, one is a negative defender at shortstop. Uh, I think that should be one of the big takeaways. I went long because I always go long. I've been Jeff Ellis, this has been Locked on Guardians podcast for this week. Remember to rate for today, not for the week, for Monday. <laughs> Remember to rate and review, download daily. It helps. Uh, come to the show for the cats. 15-year-old cat right here. He likes to, to chime in. You help buy his uh, this diabetic cat's wet food because uh, that's what, uh, what diabetic cats need. But remember to rate and review, download daily. It helps. Subscribe on the YouTube. Uh, I've got 3,000 Twitter followers. I just need one-third of you to subscribe so we can uh, get the, the advertising revenue on that. And I promise, if you're listening here, it's it's good content. This is probably the first place a lot of people ever heard of guys like Cody Morris, Brian Levestita, uh, heard me talk heavily about why Andres Jimenez should be playing every day at shortstop. Heard me talk about guys like Stephen Kwan. Uh, had my cat decide that he wanted to rub himself against the boom mic. I'm sorry to anyone out there who got that weird experience in terms of the sound. Again, I've been Jeff Ellis. Follow me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. Uh, It was a fun, punchy show, but I hope you enjoyed it. As always, let me know. And again, rate and review on iTunes. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Should I do this way so it looks like N3 download daily? Thank you again. And as I end every show, go, go, Guardians, go.